Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well, losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash I do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real. Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do for an exclusive 35% off because every mom deserves a good night's sleep. And with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. We hope you're having a wonderful holiday week. Yeah. You're not too cold. Yeah. Uh, 
we don't know what that means because we're sweating here in <laughs> Costa Rica. Don't feel sorry for us. We are sweating here, <laughs> to be honest. I hope you're staying warm. We, every time I see like blizzard hits the Northeast, I'm just like, Whew. do people know they can fly south? Sorry, it's a pandemic year too. Like you might not even be able to fly south, but in normal years. Yeah. Normal years, we welcome you guys to come down here and visit us in, <laughs> and, in Costa Rica. And we're sending warm wishes. I sound like an elitist a-hole right now, like <laughs> sweating and people listening are like, I'm freezing and I can't fly. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for tuning in. We have a great show for you today where we welcome Kristen Scarlett. Back on the show for her third time, the trifecta. Yes. She is a licensed mental health counselor and nationally certified counselor with over 20 years of experience and is co-founder and clinic director of the Bryant Park office of Octave, a modern therapy and coaching practice located in New York and San Francisco. And today we talk about co-parenting with Kristen and all the tools to use specifically around the holidays or events and communicating with your co-parent and how to best navigate it for your kids. Yeah. And I think the the most important takeaway from this interview, um, and she stresses it throughout the whole uh, conversation, is to make sure that the kids come first. That's really the most important thing. So um, there's so many different family dynamics and different types of relationships and parenting. But I think if we all kind of come together and make sure that the kids are first, then that's the most important thing. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in, leaving us those five-star reviews, telling your friends and family about the show. And thanks for listening, sending you warm wishes from mm -hmm. Costa Rica. Yep. Happy holidays. Enjoy. Before we jump into today's interview, we want to tell you about our online course, Spark My Relationship. Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign yes. me up. <laughs> then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show. Relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along. But we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit. But what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark One Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. And 
And just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. Kristen, thanks so much for joining us back on the show. I think it's what your third time now. Yes, I think so. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you. Kristen, today we're going to talk about co-parenting and this is going out right around the holidays, which can be a particularly challenging time. Sure, I come from a divorced parents and so I knew and know that's always tricky and uh, just co-parenting in general. So why don't we start with having you share with our listeners how they can frame the co-parenting, let's call it relationship, um, and to set the context. Sure. So the first thing, the first rule is always to put the the children first. So um No matter what, if you have a great relationship, co-parenting relationship, or a horrible co-parenting relationship, you always just want to make sure that you are always putting the children first. Um, They, all the fighting and all of that should be behind the scenes. Um, You kind of want, you want to make sure that you know what the, um, especially for the holidays, you want to, you, you don't want to make, you want to make sure that the kids don't feel like they have to choose where they're going to be, whether it's the holidays or whether it's the weekends, you want to make sure that you have things flow as smoothly as possible and let the kids know the plan well before. Um, kids like to feel, well, I guess everyone, we all do too, like to feel like they're in control of their situation. So if they're able to know um, the structure and the plan beforehand, then they'll feel more comfortable. And even if, even if like vacations and, you know, for, for holidays, even if it's the first holiday and it feels like it might be uncomfortable or sad, if they're aware of what the holiday is going to look like and what the, who they're going to be with on that day and when they're going to celebrate the holiday with the other parent, then they'll adapt. Children are very adaptable. So always kind of putting them first and allowing them to know the plan ahead of time. Before we dive in a little bit more, can you just explain to us the difference of what co-parenting is versus a traditional divorced couple or divorced people that are parenting the kids separately? Because we hear that word often in the co-parenting, but I guess maybe just a little bit of background of like what makes that different. Sure. So co-parenting really is kind of the same thing. It's just a new term that um, that we used, I think, to make things sound more parallel, mm-hmm. I guess. So 
and, and easier for the kids. So we, we want parents, even if they're not together, to still be able to raise the children together so that both homes are healthy and consistent. Um, both parents now, especially, should be involved pretty much um, the same amount. And they may have a very different relationship with the kids, but still they're working in conjunction. So it's not as if um, whatever happens in one household is completely different and inconsistent than what happens in the other household. You're working together. And that can be really challenging, especially if you if the parents don't necessarily get along. And that's why if they don't get along, if you have your rules set, if you have, um, it, it, it kind of depends like what the relationship is, how many rules and different set of circumstances there may need to be. Um, it's basically like an arrangement where both parents continue to jointly participate in their children's upbringing and activities. That's kind of what it is. This can get quite complicated, obviously, especially around mm-hmm. the holidays. <laughs> and one other thing I want to include in this already complicated conversation is other partners as well. So a divorce couple, and we're talking about co-parenting the kids. And then let's say that that couple also has uh, new partners. Um, so in, in the reason I bring that up is one, I think it's important and adds to the complication, but also you said, you know, put the children first as a, a general um, thing to remember when co-parenting and how that jives with the significant other of one of the uh, parents can be quite tricky. Um, so let's just say Christmas is right here and you want the, the, the kids comes first, but then your partner also wants something to happen and you can't do those simultaneously. So I know it's not really a question, but I just want to throw that into the equation here as uh, I'm sure you've helped people through these kind of situations from, from both angles. Sure. Everyone's situation is different and um, you know, everyone, every divorce is different and every co-parenting agreement is different. And you're right. Some people have eventually, we hope anyway, they have new partners and Sometimes the children love the new partners and sometimes they don't. And that's unfortunate too. Um, so it's, it's always different and it's, you have to kind of navigate the situation, um, which is why there's no steadfast rules. But I guess the takeaways, the biggest takeaways are the new person never um, can replace the, the, the parent, Right. So the parents are always the primary parents for the children, for the child. If there is a new partner, the biggest thing to remember um, for for the parents is that this new partner is an added bonus for the child, not competition. And that's, I see that a lot in my practice where maybe a partner will come in and say, well, my children are going to my ex partner's house and he's got this wonderful new girlfriend and the children love him and I feel jealous. And, you know, if, if they're able to look at this as, isn't that great for the children? And this is hard. I mean, (laughs) you have to be the better person in order to do this, but 
if you're able to say like, well, he's creating more of a home for this, these children. And again, the children come first. So this is difficult, but it, it's, if you can look at it as the children come first and especially around the holidays, creating more of a family type environment for the holidays might include having this additional partner. Um, when new partners do come in, it's nice for the co-parent to meet the new partner. So just to kind of establish a relationship. So I have a lot of patients that have gone through this who actually have established a relationship and then address their co-parent and the partner as a So they talk to them as, you know, giving instructions about the co-parenting responsibilities to both of them, which I, which I find, first of all, being the, being the better, the bigger person, but also really helpful for the children too. And it also allows the new partner to feel like they're part of this co-parenting or this blended family, which they really are. How can co-parents navigate the holidays? Obviously, like you said, every situation is unique. But let's say to me as a, a child of divorced parents, I always had two or three Thanksgivings <laughs> because extended family, you know, two or three Christmases. And I'm not complaining in a sense, but I don't know. It, it's sometimes... Yeah, it just felt like a lot, especially as I got older. I was like, I don't want to eat another Thanksgiving meal. <laughs> so, um, but how, what if to me, a more idealized version is a blended family that not always, but sometimes, I guess, is having holidays together, um, especially for the kids and, and especially if the kids are younger, um, that uh, let's say with Christmas here, that rather than two different Christmases, uh, there's one and, and everyone's just together. I, what's the, uh, what are your thoughts around that? That is a great, that's a great point. It's a good thing to bring up. I remember um, being with my husband, just, I think we, we may have just been dating and my parents were not divorced, are not divorced. And so we would spend one year with my parents and we had one holiday and it was lovely. And then we would spend <laughs> the next year with his parents and his parents were divorced. We would go on Christmas. We would go to his mother's, then his father's, then his grandmother's. And I mean, we were just driving all over the place. So I, I understand how you must have felt as a child. And it is so ideally in a perfect world, if the parents can put away their differences and get along for the day or a weekend, or we'll just say a day, if um, the family, the blended family can spend Thanksgiving or Christmas or any holiday together for the children, I think that probably would be ideal. It can also not be ideal because sometimes there's there's tension. I mean, it depends how the divorce went, how the how the parents are in each other's presence. Even if they're trying to get along, sometimes there is that underlying tension that children can feel. So sometimes that's actually not the best way to do it. Um, it's different, you know. Obviously, it's different for everyone. I guess that you have to do what works for you. And um, 
it's important, like I said before, whatever it is that you decide to do, whatever's best for your family, whatever's best for the children, and that you decide works best for each of the partners and the children, putting the children first always in these situations. Um, just make sure that the children know what the plan is. And it can be tricky, um, again, when it's the first year. So one of the things is having realistic expectations. So some people try to really, really make the holidays perfect. And uh, they try to overcompensate for not being together or for not having, you know, the whatever the perfect, whatever they assume the perfect holiday is. So they try to overcompensate. And that's not really that great either. Like children just really want to have a nice holiday. They don't need to have a perfect holiday where you're kind of st stressing yourself out anyway. Um, being the better, per the being the bigger person always is nice too. Where you where you help your children pick out a gift for the ex, it's a good lesson for them to learn. Not only being the bigger person, but also choosing gifts for their family members. Um, it's important to check in with the kids too. And I think this is important in the beginning of the month, like a few weeks out and throughout the month, asking your children how they're doing. It's the holidays. This year is different. Um, how do you feel about being with your dad for the holidays? How do you feel about being with me for the holidays or the new partner or, you know, just kind of checking in with them and seeing if they're okay making sure they know what the plan is and um, allowing them to talk about it. And then something else is planning new traditions. And this is something that both sides can do. And maybe in a tradition, like in your family, you were saying, maybe a tradition wouldn't be to have Thanksgiving with your mom on Monday and then your aunt on Tuesday and your dad on Thursday. <laughs> so you're not eating turkey 50 times. Maybe the tradition is you have a nice Thanksgiving on Thursday and then you have, whoever doesn't have Thanksgiving that year, you um, go out to dinner and a movie the following night and have a nice night. So whatever it is, you can even come up with it as a family and come up with these new traditions to make the year special. That's and just one other reminder mm -hmm. is just keep the kids out of any arguments that, that arise and any stress that arises making these decisions. Can you talk a little bit about, you mentioned how it's different, like the first year, um, only because I know I read some statistic that this past year, I think, due to the pandemic and everything, mm -hmm. the divorce rate was like significantly higher. And so yeah. there may be a lot of people this holiday season that are actually in that situation where it's the first holiday season separated or through a divorce. So can you talk a little bit um, about that and how people can navigate that situation? Yeah. And that's, that's actually what even made me think of this topic is there are a lot of, because of the pandemic and what the, and, you know, isolation in general, there's been a lot of people fighting or splitting up. Um, and so you're right, this has been the, this might be the first year for many, and this is kind of a unique situation anyway, for the holidays for many people, if not, I guess all people, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess 
it, for the most part, it's kind of everything that I've said um, is putting the kids first, talking to the kids and making sure that they know what the plan is. Um, having new traditions, but also this year in particular, creating different traditions. So for instance, we have like in our, our family, we have a very, very small pod of three families and we're trying to create any sort of tradition. So instead of going away and seeing our extended family for um, Thanksgiving and for for Christmas and for New Year's and for any other holidays that have that have passed, I guess Easter, whatever else has happened, we've tried to come up with new traditions um, just in our little pod that we could do with our kids to try to make it as special as possible. And that's as a result of the pandemic. And you can do that as you know with the pandemic and with the holidays being different because there's a split. So the tradition may be, you know, it's this year is such a challenge and it's been a challenge for everyone. But the tradition might be um, one parent has the children on the holiday and they do something nice at home. The other parent has, um, you know, makes cookies and watches a holiday movie or does a hot chocolate or, you know, there's, you have to be really creative and I'm sure you've you guys have seen this also you have to be really creative right now um, but the real takeaways are checking in with the children putting them first and making sure that any tension is behind the scenes and also if you're unable to work this out just the two co-parents you get someone to mediate there's mediators there's you know maybe a friend or a family member but just keep the kids out of it so you're not fighting and adding to the pressure and, and the stress of the, that the holidays and the pandemic are already bringing on. Before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We mention it a lot on the show, but therapy is really one of the best things you can do as an individual and potentially as a couple to improve your personal life, and your relationships. And BetterHelp connects you with a professional counselor in a safe and online environment. You can communicate with your therapist via text, chat, phone, and video. And there are over 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states who specialize in relationships, depression, stress, anxiety, self-esteem, anger, trauma, and many more areas. Anything you share is confidential, and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time for no additional charge. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, and professional. And best of all, you can start communicating with a therapist in less than 48 hours. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash I do. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash I do. Today's episode is also brought to you by Function of Beauty. 
Function of Beauty is the world's first fully customizable hair care brand that allows you to create shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment products based on your hair needs, your hair goals, and your aesthetic preferences. There are over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure your formula is as unique as you. One size fits all may work for your accessories, but when it comes to your hair care products, we all need something a little different to help us look our best. So here's how it works. You take a quick but thorough quiz where you tell them all about your hair. Next, the Function of Beauty team will determine the right blend of ingredients, bottle up your custom formula to order, then they deliver your personalized formula right to your door in a cute customized bottle with your favorite color and fragrance. They even print your name on it. It is so cute. So now when Chase tries to use my shampoo because it smells so nice, I can tell him to back off because it has my name on it. All of their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful products. Function of Beauty is not just the first ever custom hair care brand. It's the internet's top-rated custom hair care brand with over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash I do to take your quiz and save 20% on your first hair care order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash I do and let them know you heard about it from our show to get 20% off your hair care order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash I do. One of the things that I think is important too is maybe thinking about your own relationship to the holiday and why, you know, you might be like, I want the kid on Christmas and it's got to be Christmas day and, and in the morning. And, and like you said, like creating new traditions, it's like, you might just have this attachment to Christmas morning and um, not to minimize that, but it's like, that's just a day on the calendar that you know, let's take religion out of it. But we decided culturally too, that Santa comes that night and, and there's going to be presents in the morning when it's like, well, yeah, get a little creative and do presents the night before at one parent's house. And maybe Santa Claus comes early there. Um, and, but just examining your own attachments to, uh, Holidays, obviously, in particular, are tricky because they come on a certain day. But uh, to those things around co-parenting. That's a really good point, Chase. It's it's also, it brings up another thought is, sure, you might be attached to the idea of what holidays used to mean to your family growing up or your family that once was and now it's... Um, and now it's changed as of this year or last year, whenever uh, the, the split happened, but also kind of letting go anyway. And one of the things to think about is, you know, it can be really, really hard to think about holidays without your children anyway. And this can lead to um, obviously feeling very emotional. And when someone's feeling very emotional, it's hard to even think of a plan or think rationally. Um, Once you kind of take a deep breath and try to calm down, you can start to think about what you can think to do otherwise. 
And you're right. A holiday is a wonderful thing. You can have it on another day. You can be with your children and do all the things that you did on the 25th, on the 24th or the 20th or the 30th or whatever. And on the 25th, you can chalk it up to another day and use it as self-care. And there are a lot of things that you can do, especially as a parent who's clearly gone through a tough time and is under a lot of pressure. You can use that day to either reach out to friends that you haven't seen, to read a book if you haven't had time to read a book, to exercise or do yoga. Um, I've heard of people volunteering on that day to give back and to feel good about themselves. There's a lot as the parent who doesn't have the children that day can do to feel as if they're really making the most of the day and have also a new tradition for themselves on those days where they don't have the holiday traditions with their children. If the co-parents have an amicable relationship, uh, we talked about this earlier, um, but what do you see? Do you see that happening where it's just one big blended family? Um, and kind of the maybe the issues around that or if if that's a bit idealized but you know i i think about my parents and yeah as a kid going back and forth and they're just actually two thanksgivings ago was the first time my mom and dad and my mom's mom my grandmother um that we all had Thanksgiving together, I think since my parents got divorced like 16 years ago. Um, and it was super nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they, uh, they had a, yeah, they didn't talk, you know, they were not friendly. It wasn't super nasty, but it was definitely not amicable. Um, so anyways, that, and it was super nice. I mean, I was, I was 31 years old at that point. Um, but it was great. It was like, ah, we don't have to take Stella to two different Thanksgivings. Like everyone mm -hmm. is just there. Yeah. I really appreciated that. So I can imagine as co-parents, that's why I say like, to me, that's the best situation to strive for. But I, I understand that can be very unrealistic, but what are your thoughts or experiences um, around just like a blending of these holidays with the co-parenting and extended families and so forth? I think if it can work out, then it would be ideal. And it's interesting to say, to hear your perspective on it. And you are an adult child of these parents, right? So your perspective was, okay, they, they weren't speaking, but everyone was in the same room and it was perfect. It was great. It was so much better than going to six different dinners or whatever. And you were thinking in terms of you know, your child being with all of her grandparents mm -hmm. and you don't have to jump around from home to home, which is perfect. So in that situation, I think that sounds ideal. Another situation where, it's like, where it isn't ideal is also if the parents either get along really well, the divorce is amicable, they're both totally fine. A lot of times this happens and um, co-parents can even be friends. And I think if they can share a holiday, then that's also ideal. After several years of divorce and both parent, both co-parents are with separate partners, um, sometimes they can also find that they can get along and do this. 
The only time I really don't think it's a good idea is in a situation that you've just described where the parents are together and they're not talking. So there is that underlying tension, except the children are young. So their perspective is completely different. So they can feel the underlying tension and it makes them uncomfortable. That's the only time I really don't think it's a good idea. And it's a good idea to split the holidays or you don't have to split the holidays. I mean, you don't have to have, if one parent is celebrating one holiday, then the other parent celebrates the next holiday. You don't necessarily have to have two holidays, you know, especially for for a holiday like Thanksgiving. Like I said before, you can you can actually have a different celebration or a different a different tradition where instead of having two turkey dinners because I get that's not ideal <laughs> is one parent gets to take the children out to a movie and have pizza or something like that. And that's their Thanksgiving dinner instead of a turkey dinner. And then next year they have the big family turkey dinner. Yeah, it's uh, and it gets complicated, and I I know because I've been a part of it. And the Thanksgiving that I was talking about, my my parents actually, after about ten years, became much more amicable. And now I wouldn't say they're best friends, but they talk. I think my mom told me the other day, like once every two weeks. This is after like fifteen years. So the Thanksgiving that I was describing two years ago, yeah, they were. They were talking and friendly and, and, um, so yeah. And, and as their child, that's just been such a relief, even as an adult. And yeah, especially having my own daughter, you know, being able to, to have both of her grandparents there is super valuable. So to anyone listening who, who is co-parenting and has kids like, um, Obviously, yeah, there's situations, as you've described, where it's just unhealthy for the child to be there. But if you can work towards putting the differences aside and, and being in the same place. And um, it, from my experience, it, even as an adult, it was it was much uh, appreciated and, and very nice to have. Absolutely. And that's so nice. It's such a relief for the children, whether they're children, whether they're adults, um, to see parents getting along like that and to see the tension kind of dissipate like that. I mean, it is, it's such a relief no matter what. For sure. And, you know, you, you touched a little bit on like alternating holidays or years. Obviously, again, there's all kinds of different situations to me, the big thing there would also be just communication and probably even writing things down like, okay, you had it, had the kids this day or this year for Christmas and then writing it down like next year and, you know, communicating, hey, I'm I'm planning to take the kids out of town on a vacation for this Christmas or, or whatever. But that also being very important. Absolutely. Having a, having um, an agreement, a contract that both parents know and that the children know um, is, is very important. Having communication, having even a shared calendar and even shared with the children so that everybody knows what the deal is. Even, you know, right now, even knowing in the summer, like who's going where, when vacation is, 
it's good for everyone to know so that these conflicts don't necessarily arise. Um, it, it, you almost have to look at this type, especially if the parents don't get along. Um, you have to look at this type of arrangement like a business partnership. You kind of check the emotions at the door and this is a business partnership. And you have to be fair. You have to be communicative um, and try not to be manipulative. Try to have empathy for the other person. And again, you're always putting the kids first. So you're working towards the same goal, just like a business partnership. What would you recommend for parents who are interested in whether or not their kids should have a say in where they're spending the holidays? And then if so, like what age does that come into play of them voicing, you know, maybe they want to spend Christmas with dad or with mom and and so forth? I think... You know, this is just my opinion because every family is so different, but I do think that that becomes touchy. I think that that, that works when that works in, in a, in a, um, weekly schedule, like when the kids become a certain age, call it 15, 16, when, one parent might live closer to their friends or their school and they're at the age where they're going out and they're seeing their buddies all the time and they'd rather spend, you know, they might call their mother or their father, whomever, and say, I'd really like to spend the weekend with this parent and hopefully there's an understanding. But holidays are different. And I I am a strict believer that you kind of have to, the holidays the holiday setup should be for the parents to decide and not the children because you don't really want the one of the parents to feel left out and you don't want, you know, holidays are tough and holidays are tough to begin with. So I just think that it should be consistent. And then everybody knows what's going to happen year after year. Excellent, Kristen. Well, you have laid a great groundwork for our listeners to think about and apply some of these tools around what can certainly be very complicated topic. Are there any things that you want to emphasize or maybe something we didn't go over before we wrap up and say goodbye? Um, I think that's it. I would just emphasize, I would emphasize to put the kids first. I know I said it probably 15 times, but <laughs> I would emphasize that you're going towards one main goal and that's raising your children and that it's not about what happened in the past. It's about moving towards the future and co the reason why it's called co-parenting is because you're in it together and it's a partnership and it's a new partnership different than the one that you've left. So it's kind of a nice way of looking at it is you've left one type of partnership that didn't work and you entered a new type of partnership that you're going to make work. And that's because you're focused on your kids. Well, thank you so much, Kristen. We really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and talk about this really, I guess, sensitive and important topic right now, especially during the holidays. So um, can you Thanks tell... Yeah, absolutely. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? Absolutely. So I have... My website is kristenscarlettlmhc.com. And that's where you can find me. All the information's right there. Great. Well, we'll have the links to your website and also the past episodes we've done with you on the show so our listeners can hear more from you. And thanks again. 
Great. Thanks so much. Happy holidays. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14-day happy couple challenge. Uh, It's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, there are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week. listening to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com